The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Genesis Invitational. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick Dry Socks McDonald is here. Hello, Patrick. What's up, Rick? I- I've missed you this week. I hope you had fun out there yes. uh, in LA. I was reading all your stuff. It was fantastic, but we're glad to have you back. Well, thanks for thanks for filling in for me. Thanks for, for covering. And uh, yeah, I was just out there, you know, hobnobbing, walking red carpets, you know, stuff like that. Of course, of course. Yes. Uh, Greg Ducharme is here. Hey, Greg. What's going on, Rick? Boys, what a week. This was (laughs) Patrick. I was thinking of you watching the broadcast all day based on some of the conversations we had yesterday because this was a classic day in a lot of regards. I can't wait to get into it. Kyle Porter rounds out our crew for this evening. KP, good evening. How are you? I just... Just uh, we've we haven't been away from each other very long there, Rick. We just just got off HQ. Where did you did did you write about Riv in your newsletter? Um, I, yeah, I did like some stat stuff. I I then tweeted a little bit about like fifteen, and then they mm-hmm. they jammed me by putting up the flag and then the camera up on the scoreboard there. And yeah, no, it was a, it was a good. Oh point. yes, yes, yes. I did see that. I wanted. I I, I thought I missed something. I wanted wanted uh, wanted some more, Rick. I I do want a kind of a a full like on the ground boots on the ground report. Um, I mean, we don't have to be right now. We can talk yeah, about it. I'll, later. I'll talk about, I think it, I think it frames a lot around tiger because I think there was like a vibe change, uh, definitely after, after the tiger stuff. So we can, we can get to that in yeah. a little bit, but absolute chaos down the stretch at Riviera. Patrick, we'll start with you because we started with a Patrick in the final group, that would be Cantlay, Xander, Shoffley. And this this was just going to be 
which one of these two is going to win? Which one of these two is going to exercise their Sunday closing demons? And which one is going to add a trophy to the mantle? That was the question. I went to bat for Patrick Cantlay last night, Rick, mm. in, in a big way, even though That's Greg right. tried to tried to talk me off the ledge. I was clearly had some blinders on with the name, uh, obviously. And I mean, what a disappointing weekend if you're Patrick Cantlay to be leading by five strokes, to have everything going your way, to have a chance on 17 on Saturday to push the lead out to four. Okay, you mess up. You still have a two-stroke lead. And then to come out here and play your first 10 holes in one over, you make a birdie on 11. Hey, guess what? You're still somehow tied for the lead. After all this poor play, after not birdieing the par five first, after battling the lefts with your three wood seemingly on every hole on the, par, uh, on the front nine, with seven holes to play, you are tied for the lead. And then you just bogey. Yes, I know they're difficult holes. You, you bogey 13, you bogey 15. You hit one fairway on the back nine. You just completely lose your swing. And despite the entire week, which was a lot of good play from Patrick Cantlay, we talk about it all the time. He's a great talent, super well-rounded. I mean, what, what a disappointing finish and to put you in the same category potentially as your good buddy Xander. Even par weekend for Patrick Cantlay, Greg. It was uh, the first three rounds were highlighted by that white hot putter that we have seen Patrick Cantlay get at times. And then he gave back over a stroke with the flat stick on uh, Sunday. It would have been a lot more if he doesn't roll in that long, meaningless putt on 18 for birdie. Th this was slow to say the least out of the gate and never really got on track. Never did. Uh, I want to read a statistic for you. This is Patrick Cantlay entering the week round by round scoring average. Uh, round one scoring average, 64.75. Pretty darn good. First on the PGA Tour. This week, he shoots 64. Round two, 69.25. Certainly respectable. 99th on tour. Betters that with 65 this week. Round three, 70th. Uh, I'm sorry, 70.0. 105th. Um, that's exactly what he shot this week in round three, 70. And round four scoring average, 72.67, 148th on tour today, round four. It's a 72 for Patrick Cantlay. So it's been disappointing on the weekends for him really all year. KP, we were on HQ just a few minutes ago, and you you kind of you kind of stuck up a little bit for, for Patrick Cantlay here. Do you wanna do you wanna double down on that? I, I, I wish I didn't, but uh, <laughs> the thing that I was referencing was he's entered the final round of a, of a, a corn ferry or a PGA tour event uh, in, in the top two. So first or second on the leaderboard, he's entered, he's been in that situation 19 times. And in almost all of those, he shot par or better. And so my point was that like, this is a little bit like his scoring average in those situations coming into today into today was 69.4 and he's gained strokes in all but five of them pretty good so he so he's been like i i think like like i don't i don't love cantley i think i've made that pretty well known i think he's i don't know there's a lot there but 
I, I think his reputation as not being a closer, which I have perpetuated, is actually not totally fair. Um, now, that being said, like he was put in some situations as, or he put himself in some situations, as Greg referenced, on the West Coast swing where he's leading after the first round. He's in the mix after the second, and, and he just like stalls out time after time after time. So I don't think it's a binary like, oh, well, he's he's a closer or he's absolutely not a closer. I think you can say like, hey, traditionally, this guy's been pretty good in final rounds where he's been near the top of the leaderboard. And also he's kind of sucked in 2024 when he's been near the top of the leaderboard. I think it's, I think it's kind of both of those things. And I'm curious to see like, when did remember um, several years ago, this became a thing for like Dustin Johnson, like, Oh, can't close. Can't, he can't finish it off. It became a thing for Rory that one year. It was like 2018. I think it's like, Oh, Rory can't, can't play final rounds, you know? And then it goes away once you like Rory won the players, DJ won like three in a row. And so it eventually goes away. But I think Cantley's kind of getting into that territory of that being more part of the conversation than maybe it has been in the past with him. It was supposed to be a comfy pairing. Patrick Cantley playing alongside Xander Shoffley in that final group. They both make a par on number one, a hole that you have to take advantage of. And Patrick, uh, Xander, I'm not one of these people sometimes, but if you're a Xander critic, this was the most Xander round (laughs) you could have had, which is play the front nine, one over eight pars in one bogey, remove yourself from contention, Make birdie on 10, eagle on 11. It's so predictable. To to get back into contention, to be back in it, and then the second you're in it, you make three straight bogeys from 12, 13, 14. You are now out of it. Nowhere close. This thing is decided. The eventual winner, who you, if you're watching on YouTube, you might have seen the thumbnail already, is zooming past you. <laughs> you are donezo. And you make birdie on 15 and 17 to pad the pad the wallet a little bit more. This is it, it, it was amazing. This no, was the 2021. This was the 2021 Masters. This was exactly what happened at the 2021 Masters. It is it the literal immediate. Script, the literal script of Xander critics. He gets near the lead on 16, hits it in the water. I don't know. I don't remember what he did after that at, at that Masters, but it but it was Hideki that went on to win. I mean, it, it just was like, oh, I've I've seen this before, and Zalatoris was in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, came in second in that Masters. Yeah, there's a back nine thirty there as well. Um, Masters no, in February, obviously not from Xander. Uh, he would never do that, but <laughs> it was. Uh, that was mean. I apologize, but it, it was, it was vintage. It, it was potentially, you know, his his Mona Lisa, so to speak, of these type of rounds. Because, like you just laid out there, Rick, he does just enough to to kind of think, oh, he might have a chance here with that eagle. Josh is on the first cut. Twitter tweeting at me. The socks are drying. They're on the they're on the laundry uh, string line outside drying. I, I, think I think that's a clothesline, Patrick. Okay, I'll I'll searching for it. Way too young to know about. I was searching for that. You can see me thinking in real time, and then his next two drives went maybe a combined two hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's really an exaggeration. 
His longest tee, his longest tee shot in the next three holes was on the par three. <laughs> it's not true, but nearly true. <laughs> he hit it two thirteen at twelve, uh, and he hit it one sixty three at thirteen. Oh my! And gosh. one one ninety five at fourteen, <laughs> the par three. And I, I think looking back on this round, what I will remember the most is I wish he made the putt on eighteen to climb into a share of second. <laughs> just so one he could obviously get a bigger payday and two when we talk about this tournament next year we could be like we're handicapping it well, yeah, you know like xander shoffley 22 to 1 he might not have won in a while but he finished runner up here last season and uh it's obviously a great fit for him but so unfortunately that that talking point will be different a little bit that's what i was thinking about greg i i was thinking about one year from now saying oh well, t4 last year but it yeah feels, yeah <laughs> feels a lot feels a lot different right now well this is the thing it feels terrible on sunday but he played really well for the week i mean it's a high quality week and you don't get a nickname from someone like patrick mcdonald like wet socks if you don't ever contend you know you got to put yourself in position it's like the we've talked about this a lot with tony finau Xander puts himself in the mix quite often. And so we get to see what he does, how he handles it. And um, he's won a lot on the PGA Tour. So he has handled it well. There have been many times where he hasn't handled it well. But his ability level is just so strong. He's so good in every area of the game. And something just completely lets him down. Maybe it's he lets himself down as soon as he gets in the lead. I mean, Kyle, you always say he's maybe a little allergic to the lead. And today it looked like an airborne peanut allergy to the lead. I mean, it was immediate. Wow. That's it was it was like you can't be around he can't be around the lead. It's not good. I, I could not get over those two T shots. The one on 13 went directly into the trees. <laughs> You don't see he's he is way too good for that. It didn't it did not reach the well, it wasn't in the fairway, but if it had been a little to the right, it would not have reached the fairway. Right. And one of 12, the best players in the world. 12 was like, you know, if there was a front pin on that fairway, on the very front edge of the fairway, it would have barely made it. Yeah. Well, the one on 12 would have made the fairway by like two yards. Yeah. That's it, that's it's pretty wild. He's too good for that. So that gives a lot of fuel to the uh, to the critics. A lot of fuel to the critics. Which a lot of fuel. Patrick is one. I, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's the same thing is true of Xander. If you look up his when he's when he's at the top of the board going into final rounds, he actually perform like statistically he performs pretty well. And this is where. I think it's like both things, right? Because the statistics are one thing, and then you watch it, and you're like, I, I don't know, like what? I don't really believe in this, you know. And and uh, listen, there's there's two ways to win a tournament, right? It's either or there's two ways to win a lot of tournaments. I guess I should I should say you either put yourself in 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 contention a lot. Or you close when you're in contention, and I think Xander is is mostly the former. He put he just puts himself in contention a lot, and it just sort of works out, and he and he wins tournaments. But 
to watch. I think my big takeaway from both of these guys is just it's not I'm not inspired by watching them. You know, you 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 watch them play and you're like, I don't are, are they are they in contention for this tournament? Are they lead? Do they want to win this tournament? And obviously they do. Like that's a I, I think it's annoying when people ask that question because for sure they're professional athletes, but I just feel like the whole like too too cool for school vibe from both of them. You see it at the at the team events sometimes, the President's Cup, the Ryder Cup. It's just like, man, just do like throw a fist pump. Make a make one putt on Sunday and then fist pump and get after it. And you just I don't know, you just never see that from either of them or you don't seem to see it that often from either of them when they're in contention like that. They both will finish T4, 13 under par, four shots off the eventual winning score. We will continue this conversation and discuss the actual winner of the Genesis Invitational. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. And we're back. This event, with about seven holes to go, was five wide. Five tied for the lead. It was going to be chaos. It was probably going to end in a playoff. It did really neither of those things, and we got a runaway winner. That winner, Hideki Matsuyama. And KP, I'm going to swing this the other direction, and we're going to start here with you. Because from that moment, especially when Hideki made the turn, he took over. Uh, birdies on 10, 11, and 12. He threw darts, literal darts, to inches on both 15 and 16. He added another on 17 for good measure. When you add it all up, it is a 62. It's one of the best rounds we've ever seen at Riviera. And just, we could dissect this so many ways. It was some of the best matsuyama stuff we've ever seen yeah you know at first i felt like uh, jim nance brought up uh what was it bridgestone or firestone in uh 2017 was that when you went there yeah 17 i was actually and shane bacon brought up the 2021 third round of the 2021 masters i was actually thinking 2017 us open at aaron hills remember when he shot what did he shoot on sunday 64 something something nasty on sunday uh to kind of backdoor a, he got within four of of kepka and that's i i felt like that's a little bit how it was going to go like he was going to be get within two or three of a of a zala Torres or a 
I don't know, somebody else who was up there and he just, he just never backed off. I mean, he gained eight and a half strokes of the field, which we were talking about this on HQ, Rick. That's a, you're kind of getting into round of the year type territory there. That's not it. The, the round of the year will eventually like at when we're talking on December 31st, it'll be 10 strokes gain, 10 and a half, nine and a half, something like that. But eight and a half in this in this situation at Riv with like the best players in the world trying to win a golf tournament, that that feels like a round of the year type round. And uh it was awesome. And then he and then of course he he said I left a few out there, which was just the 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 chef's kiss at the end of it all. Sick, sick stuff. So I've got a hundred or excuse me, 910 rounds of Hideki in my database. His best round ever. He gained 9.6 at the 2017 PGA round two. He gained uh round three of the players in 2016. He gained 8.59. This one slots in there after that. And then the Bridgestone round in 2017 was 8.4. That Masters round, round three was 7.4. Um, but yeah, this is, this is some high end stuff. And Greg, uh, it's his ninth PGA tour victory. And the way that he does this, I, like he has this ability to hit one shot and kill you, mm. which is like, he did it on 15. That could have been enough. He did it again on 16. He did it in the playoff at Sony. Like he's just, he's just capable of killing you with one swing. Well, see, this is the fascinating thing about Hideki. Um, Because this round today, he doesn't have a, you you know, it's easy to look at 15 and 16 and say, oh, Hideki caught fire with his irons today. Uh, But he didn't necessarily do that. I mean, the birdies at one and two are come from short game, right? He chips in on two, up and down at one. Uh, Three makes a long putt. 10 is an up and down. 11 is an up and down for birdie. And he makes a 50-footer at 12. So those first six birdies are really all coming from short game. But now he gets himself into contention. And when the moment arises, he goes to his you know old, faithful, reliable iron shot, which may have been a, a miss hit. I mean, I'm not sure if he understands what a good swing feels like. Because he hit both of those inside of a foot. And it was kind of one-handed finishes on both of them. So it was the ability to step up in the moment and take the tournament once the chance was given to him. And I think that's the thing that we want so badly for Xander and a can't let it do like go and take it. And that's exactly what Hideki did today. I mean, Rick's being a little hyperbolic there, but he also gained two strokes on those two shots, which at the end of a tournament, two strokes is like a ton. It is a big difference also as as not everyone else is floundering. Patrick, you know, Luke List, he darts out early and starts to come back to the field. We already talked about Cantlay and Xander never really getting the momentum going. Will Zaltoris is hanging on by a thread. And, and while all that's happening, Hideki's just sprinting away. I mean, it was just so different where, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure he missed a shot. I don't care what he has to say. I'm not sure <laughs> right. not all day. No, and I mean, to Kyle's earlier point, he kind of just sometimes does this. You, you look at those scores, 61 at Firestone, the back 930 out of the rain delay in the third round, 62 today. At the Sony Open when he uh, when he buried Russell Henley in that playoff with the three-wood, that was a 63-63 weekend. 
And you could even go back to his last top five finish on tour. He kind of raced to the finish line at the Players' Championship uh, last year as well. How about so first I, round of the Players in 2020? Oh, exactly. The, the one that the, got away. The 2020 yeah. Players' Championship winner. I forgot about that one. So, <laughs> I mean, you win at courses like TPC, Riv, Muirfield Village, Firestone, Augusta National. Based on just like pure heaters, gasoline-fueled, and I think my question for the group is, is his best golf as good as it gets on the PGA Tour? I think a lot of people always say when Rory's on, R Rory, is his best golf is the best. But I think I'd throw Hideki in that conversation too. What's the, what's the window of time? Are you talking about for a day, a week, a month, a year? A, a, a day, like a heater. Like at 18 holes. Yeah. Like if this are mini tour events or right? 18 hole sprint, we're Monday qualifying. Yeah. Who do you trust in the Monday queue? Full on. I think, I think I'd throw one sort of like obvious favorite J I'd throw JT in there. Mm -hmm. Like just blackout. Like, I don't know what's happening type stuff. And then one sort of, uh, underrated guy that I think about a lot that is not obvious is uh, Webb Simpson. Like he, he gets he gets hot like just insane and it doesn't okay. it doesn't like he can't sustain it like a jt or a rory can for a for a for an entire tournament but he had i mean remember when he came back from COVID or uh, when the tour came back from COVID and and he won what did he win uh harbor Tower? yeah yeah he had a couple of rounds that i was like oh my gosh this is this is nuts the guys yeah. who are capable of throwing darts and putting mm -hmm. like you can gain three with the putter in the same day that you gain like two and a half on approach it's those are the like cam young has has done it right you know mm -hmm. uh john rom obviously justin thomas is a good one too but like that ability to just go absolutely like i'm not going to miss a putt all day and i'm going to give myself 18 looks at it uh, josh says morikawa in the chat he can get blazing hot with the putter on upon occasion. It feels like his is more like I just hit it to twelve feet, twelve feet, like for eleven months in a row, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's done it for three years. I feel like Hideki hits it to like four inches, like eighteen holes in a row, <laughs> <laughs> and then he does it again eighteen months later. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Seriously. <laughs> um, zooming out a little bit here, guys. So I mentioned it. Nine nine wins on the PGA Tour. Um, Patrick, you you were kind of rattling off the, the places. Yeah, I think you gave him Sawgrass. I'll give him Scottsdale twice. I'll give him I'll give him Augusta National. I'll give him Muirfield Village and obviously Riviera, uh, amongst others. This is Hall of Fame. Ooh, it's really impressive, and you don't even add in uh, the historic Hero World Challenge. Also, uh, eight wins on the Japan Tour, I believe. So worldwide, that's what eighteen victories. Mm -hmm. He's still thirty-one. He's not eligible for the Hall of Fame yet. Got to get one more, right? Got to get twenty wins, or I mean, if they would just give him the twenty twenty players, he would be eligible. But another yes. major or a players, or two more professional wins. Would make him eligible. Okay, so I think is it twenty? You talk about twenty win, twenty professional wins, or two majors, and they include the players in that. 
but he already has 18 because of the Japanese ones. Yes. Got it. Okay. Got it. But I, I think when you when you think about Hideki and, and Greg and I were kind of talking about back injuries last night with the names at the top and Tiger Woods, it's hard not to talk about health. I mean, he, he looks good right now for all we know, but I know he's speed training a lot, trying to add some distance to that driver for, for all we know in a couple of weeks, it sucks to say, or, or a couple months. I mean, he could be tweaked. He could have tweaked his back for all we know. So if he stays healthy, maybe. Um, yeah, he had but the, he'll, he'll do this in a couple of years again, for sure. He had this great quote. I think it was last year, Patrick, where he said, today, I feel great. Tomorrow, who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He kind of alluded to that in his interview with Amanda today, too. The same thing. Uh, I was going to say something about Hideki. Uh, what did I have here in my notes? He's only 31. Born oh, in- it's crazy. He dropped off last year. Right? I, I, think it, I, think it, I think it went under the radar a little bit, maybe injury related. I don't know. But he, he, he was a pretty consistent like 1.4 to 2 strokes gain guy. And he dropped under 1 last year, which is like still a very good golfer. But it's not, it's not Hideki level. And so I think this is a real um moment for him of like oh no i'm i'm still like one of the guys i'm still like one of the top guys you know and we talked about this on hq rick but to do it i mean it's one thing to be like cam smith and you do it for two years or 18 months to do it for 10 years and to win you know one like he's won some real tournament like memorial and riv and the i mean like big time stuff and to do it for that long at that level, I just I think that's I think that's extraordinary. I think I think a lot of guys can get hot for eighteen months, not a lot, but some. I don't think there's a ton of guys out there that find the center of the club face for ten straight years. One, these are just PGA Tour wins. One in twenty fourteen, two in twenty sixteen, two in seventeen, two in twenty one, one in twenty two, and now one in twenty twenty four for Hideki Matsuyama. Two guys tied for second, Luke List, Will Zalatoris. Let's focus on Will first here, Patrick. Um, you know, he made that return at the Hero, was miserable. We saw him play a couple times since then. He's rounding back into form. KP and I were on HQ today, or I think it was earlier today, and we were trying to figure out whether this was a surprising finish. At the very least, he is ahead of schedule, if not, if not a surprising finish. I'd agree with that. And I'm someone who was probably more pessimistic than the rest of the group regarding Will Zalatoris and his back injury. And he's certainly uh, made me fall on my sword this week and at Torrey Pines. And it's just a reminder, you get him on one of these more difficult tests, major caliber-esque golf courses, and his game's just freaking tailor-made for it. And you look at the broomstick, obviously, it looks a lot better than his old stroke. Very smooth down the line on some of those camera shots on CBS uh, that everyone was watching the event on, Company Man. And it, it's it's a lot to like for Will Zalatoris and Will Zalatoris fans. And Rick, I was giving you the hat tip earlier, reading your stuff. On the back nine, you know what got him? The bunker on fifteen. I know. And he, did you hear, did you hear? I, it was halfway there and he was like, not again. He knows it. It's dead. So he said every time, buddy, every time, buddy. Love that. Yeah. I, I literally, I, I thought of you right away. Um, but like you said, ahead of schedule, I, I still think I'm still a little surprised. I would say that it, it has come this early, 
but you're going to get him trending into the meat of the schedule, into hard courses like Bay Hill, like the major championships. And, I mean, seems like he's on track to contend in those bad boys. Greg, do you know how many majors Will Zalatoris has played? Ten? Nine. Is it ten? I think I see ten. Yeah, I think ten. And he has... Um, what, like eight top tens, six top tens, six top tens and five top twos, five top threes, three, three top twos. Okay. I'm just guessing at this point. <laughs> it's well, also very good. I looked at this a long time ago. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's a great wiki page. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. I think the difference actually, so it might be nine as a professional. Um, 28 I think that's right. Open he missed the cut. I will check that. But I think that's the difference between 9 and 10 that we're looking at here. Yeah, I I just wrote something on him for I'm doing Masters preview stuff. I'm doing Masters preview stuff, Patrick. I'm getting ahead of the game. Wow. Okay. I uh, am I'm very behind on the game. <laughs> and uh I, I I had 9 in my head, but he's I mean, Patrick said it like He's, I mean, this is sick. That is sick stuff. And I think the trajectory coming into this week was good, right? He misses the cut at Sony, gets a little better at American Express, a little better at Tory. But I, I, I don't think I expected him to contend. I, I don't know about you, Greg, but I, 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 I was, I was surprised that when he kind of got into the mix this weekend. I was not. I was I talked to Patrick about this yesterday. Not at all. I watched him play a lot at the American Express. Um, I watched his opening round. He was playing with Daniel Berger. I watched the whole thing uh, and was like, this guy's he's fine. He's he his golf swing is back. Now, I didn't know if like he'd be able to put it together. But I was no longer worried about the injury after the American Express. And then he goes to Farmers. Now, this is a golf course that's built for him. American Express is a terrible tournament for Will Zalatoris, right? T34 is a fine finish there um, in his best year. You go to Farmers. Now, this is where Will Zalatoris can shine. And he put together some vintage rounds. And I'm like, okay, well, that putting stroke is a whole lot better. Um, the driving distance, he didn't, it looked like he was losing a lot. He's not really losing a lot. And the iron play looks like it did last year. Um, so uh, it kind of seemed like all the pieces were checked together. Um, and, and that's exactly what we saw this week. I mean, it, it is strategy that he employs is so smart. It's so wise. He's smart. He's patient. Um, he's he's aggressive when he needs to be. He's conservative when he shouldn't be. He has a great short game. I mean, the bunker shot he hit at 14. Uh, just, it was delicious. So good. Chip on 10, too. Chip on 10. It, it So good. And that was a big, that was a big miss. Could have been a huge momentum swing. The one on 14. The one on 10. Bunker out to the left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was a disappointing shot in there. Oh, it was a ter- it looked like he yeah. it looked like me. It looked like he pull hooked it in a bunker. But yeah. Uh 
Greg, do you have, I don't want to put you on the spot, but golf swing wise, does it look like he's trying to replicate what he used to do or is he, is he back? I mean, I saw, uh, 11, I think he had like 175 ball speed off the tee, but pretty easy. Like it wasn't crazy. I, I don't right. know. Um, couple things. He's made a little adjustment in his feet. He's flared his feet a little more, which okay. lets your hips rotate a little more. Something Jason Day has done too. Does that free um, up? Does that free up your back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of stress on the back comes when the hips and the shoulders turn. Uh, there's a when there's a lot of separation. But the other thing is the side bend, and he still has some side bend in in his swing, uh, but he's working on eliminating that a little bit. So a little like he he's doing this drill with his uh, putting a towel under his right arm to keep his arm plane a little lower in the backswing and then working his arms over the top a little bit more um, where he used to get his right shoulder really close to his right hip in the downswing. He's trying to soften that. It's still there. It's still there, but it seems a whole lot better. And whatever these these little adjustments, these little changes that he's made haven't affected his performance like he's he's got it which is just it's a sign of an extremely talented player the the neiman the side bend i think it was called the neiman yeah exactly will zalatoris and joaquin neiman probably the two greatest amount of side bends i've ever seen out of a tour player neiman's spine is like i don't bro like what what's going on there how do you how do you do that yeah it's insane yeah uh let's hit a couple of quick hitters here patrick what if i told you <laughs> a golfer any golfer had the worst putting week of anybody who made the cut lost strokes on approach for the first time in 18 months but still finished t10 what would your thoughts be on that Hmm, who could this be? <laughs> this is a real, real tough one. A brain buster here, Rick. I would say that's probably par for the course for a said golfer, minus the approach play. That golfer, Scotty Scheffler, 68, 70, oh. 70, 68. To no one's surprise, I'm, I don't know. I lost years of my life watching Scotty Scheffler putt this week because we, Kyle and I had him in one. Yeah, not, I, it was not good. It's worse in person. Don't. Okay. Well, tell me that because so you, you see Zalatoris on TV and it's like, not this week, but normally it's like the figure eight thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, is he, what is that? It, with Scheffler, is it a, the way it comes off the face? Is it his hands? Like what, what is it in person? Not even that. I think that I saw, it, it, he hits a lot of, what I think are good putts. If he does hit a bad putt, I think he kind of almost like um, draws it or hooks it a little bit. But it's the it's the clear frustration, mm -hmm. and he is just he is expecting to lip everything out. Yeah, and it is it is sticking with him for a long time. And we talk a lot about how he's able to separate these two parts of his game. I'm not sure he's able to do that as, as frequently anymore, but it's because, you know, they cut away on TV and when you just, just watch, I mean, he, he would walk up to the next tee box and he'd still be looking back at the, at mm -hmm. the, like, 
routinely. And I'm like, oh man, he's ready to like, he's ready to explode. I don't blame him, but he is ready to explode. It's almost like when, uh, you know, when guys are on a long par three or sometimes even with driver, Rory does this a lot and he's trying to like bend the opposite way of where the ball is, or he's trying to, he's trying to like bend the ball back. Scotty does that on putts. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's like, you can see him like moving his head and his body and you're like, oh, he's doesn't really know like where it's going and and that's all relative right like obviously he knows where it's going but in terms of precision did you hear rory say you should go to the the mallet Mm -hmm. Uh, i would take it even a step farther broom baby broomstick what bring on the lab he'd be like vj (laughs) good career (laughs) he Look, he the the issue with him is he doesn't think he's going to make it for sure. Clearly, he is marking yeah. his ball, and I'm like, "There's no chance he's going to make this," and I know he knows that too. Now, most great ball strikers struggle with putting. At least there are moments of frustration because you hit so many greens and you have so many looks at birdie, and there are very few legendary putters who are great ball strikers. It's like kind of Tiger Woods kind of stops there. Um, now I'm talking legendary. But when you don't think you're going to make it, he needs to go the Luke, follow the Lucas Glover path. I know he doesn't have the yips, but there's a, there's a mental issue that can be solved by completely reinventing the wheel. And the good thing is it's not going to get any worse. Mm-hmm. It literally can't. So if you try it for a week, two weeks, not at the Masters, do it at Bay Hill, <laughs> right? You could you could catch five. How many times have we seen this? Like guys go to a different method, a completely different method of putting, whether it's the claw grip, a blade to mallet, uh, an arm lock, or, uh, or uh, the broomstick. And all of a sudden there's like lightning in a bottle for a period of time. He can do that tomorrow. You know what I think broken was the four putt to win the masters. I know he might've sold his soul. What? That four putt. <laughs> a, I, th- I hadn't think it, thought about that. I think it takes a certain, like Rory was almost like the way he was talking about it was almost like, yeah, I, at some like this is this is not what he said, but it almost felt like he was saying at some point I just had to like swallow my pride and use a mallet putter, right? And I think Scotty's still so young that he's like so confident that he'll well, I don't know if he's still so confident, but he's been confident that he'll figure it out. And I don't know, I mean, we'll, maybe he will, but man, he's just I don't want him to waste all these. The ball striking is, I mean, it's a joke. And and we're still talking, like, they were talking on the broadcast, like, the the way that Jim Nance was talking about Scotty Scheffler was as if it was, like, Daniel Berger. You're like, well, we might not see him for, like, he, he's just, like, out. And it's like, he finished T10. <laughs> he finished in the top 10. Again. Again, yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, just, I, I need I need something different, even if it's as... Small as going left hand low, because like Greg said, not that enough helps you mentally. 
I, I know. Left-handed. Left-handed would be great. That is on the table as well. Oh, but, yeah. I, I, I mean, prefer to keep that as a you know last resort, but Josh, I'm fine with it. Josh asked in the chat, Patrick, I think this is I think this is a good question. Do you think that Scotty has tried the broomstick in private? A thousand percent. It's like Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Uh trying the happy Gilmore in the woods. <laughs> in the woods. That, that's what Scotty Scheffler is doing with the broomstick uh in his backyard. But I'm afraid we might have to look we might look back at these two years of Scotty Scheffler, maybe three if it persists, as like a a what if in golf. Like what if Scotty Scheffler could put, right? What if DJ didn't fall down the stairs? Something like that. When it comes to his ball striking and his putting, what if Danny Willett's baby wasn't born early? <laughs> yeah. uh, what if? Two things. One, Scheffler plays the Zalatoros here in Dallas, so he's for sure tried his broomstick. Uh, and two, did I don't remember this, Greg, but did VJ ever not use the long putter? Um, he used a belly putter, he used a broomstick. Did he ever, was he ever conventional? I mean, I started really following golf in like 2006, 2007. So whatever VJ was doing, like, you know, winning masters and stuff before that, I don't know exactly. I'm going to get on, uh, I'm going to get on Getty while we take a break and look up the oldest VJ Singh photos I can yeah. find. And also, also, didn't he, <laughs> didn't he put with his glove on? He, he did, did all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he did a he lot. He chipped cross-handed. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to update the best bets, update the one and done. We're going to continue this conversation. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word for our partners. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time just like me, and also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back while Kyle looks up the oldest uh, Getty photo that he can find of VJ Singh. I'll give you the on the on-site report. A couple of things stood out to me. I love Riviera. It was, uh, I, I'm stunned at what good shape it was in. 
consider because you could tell areas around the golf course or just out of like the ropes or the playing area were like decimated with those storms that they got yet the golf course was in like perfect condition which is which is awesome and the other thing patrick is you know they they announced like a sold out saturday it didn't necessarily feel like that because there was i think there was a lot of people who were expecting to see tiger there and might not have shown up it did it did not feel like a juicy riviera saturday with tiger there for as small as the cut was, they got hit with a lot of punches. Uh, I mean, Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, all out of this tournament in three different ways. You could throw in Wyndham Clark, who's been playing well, Matt Fitzpatrick as well. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of big names weren't around for the weekend. And uh, I feel like you could even notice it on the broadcast that some wind was taken out of the sails going uh, into the final 36. It also, Greg, is a huge contrast from Phoenix, obviously, but it takes a lot to get Riviera fans like in a lather, right? I mean, I saw, I saw guys, uh, I mean, Scotty Scheffler on nine on Saturday hit one to like five and a half feet and got a nice quiet <laughs> west quiet. coast crowds I was, like, yeah. I was like that was better than that like let's give a little something here so it you know it takes a lot to get them all juiced up yeah it you know it's interesting because when it's calm and quiet like that what stood out to me about the crowds this week was all of the like one-liner yelling it was all over the place like what would somebody was saying like light the lamp or something constant every shot. I feel like you could hear someone yelling some mashed potatoes type thing, So, but it stands out because there's no other crowd noise. Uh, as we're heading into, you know, election season, I, I will, my platform I'll run on the platform of, if you yell out something like that at a golf tournament, you're instant Guantanamo. I can't, Ooh. can't deal with you. Jail. Should wow. not break the society anymore. You get my vote. And Yell at a golf tournament, straight to jail. <laughs> the only thing. It's, the, it's my only platform. I think it'll work. Yeah, I think it was this weekend or this week was a little bit emblematic of uh, the West Coast swing was just not it, it wasn't a it wasn't a win for the PGA Tour. And I think that. You know, the last couple West Coast swings have rocked. They've been awesome. You know, you've got just all kinds of like you had Spieth on the cliff at Pebble. You had Homa winning. I mean, you just had a lot of like Rom winning a bunch last year. You had a lot of awesome stuff. And this year was. I mean, it's crazy, Rick. Hideki was the shortest winner, 60 to one. Yeah, I know. Isn't that and, wild? And also, so so all of that, I think you're spot on with there. There weren't a lot of great moments there weren't a lot of there was like no big stars winning it and also half of them didn't even have the defending champ in the yeah. field you know what i mean which already so i agree it was a it, it was a, i love the west coast swing i i try to go to as many as i can but it was a it's a tough it was a tough run out for the tour yeah and I terrible think, weather also yeah. Well, yeah. terrible weather didn't it didn't help i think that i wrote about this in the normal sport newsletter on friday like i think live had a better first whatever this is six weeks than than the pga tour and part of that is because live took a lot of the pga tours players you know but 
that's just i mean i don't i don't know how else to say that like that's just the reality of the situation josh do you have the vj photos what yeah, are we looking what are we working with here okay oh okay. conventional what year what year are these do we know they're like 93 94 patrick would wear those pants by the way i think i'm into those yeah. he looks like a mcdonald's worker <laughs> tiger on the top right yeah, the red, red. the red and then yellow pants. It might be navy. Oh, it could be navy. I think you're right. It's kind of sick though. It's not bad. And I think that's a what is that a hickory shaft in the it might be. Yeah, I think I think it was like 93. I found some just bangers in there, just some awesome stuff. So there are some VJ conventional putting photos. Of course, he's got the glove on in both of them, but it did exist. He was never, it was not only the long putter. Yeah, but I think it, I think it pretty quickly went to the long putter because I think you start to get into, he started winning majors in what, 99? And I'm pretty sure those were all long putter wins. Scotty's got to follow. Oh, he is VJ. He's VJ Singh, too. I mean, he might be. Better short game yeah. than VJ. He's a better chipper. He chipped in at least three times this week. Yeah. His short game is it's so it's good. Oh, so good. I, oh, God. It's, uh, he's got to miss more greens. Yes. <laughs> I, I, every time I was having a, a panic attack every time he would hit it to five, he leaves himself with five or six feet constantly. Yeah. So I, it feels like every hole. I, 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 I mean, I've kind of got the golf on, and I'm writing and doing other stuff. And I, every time I look up, I'm like, oh, Scotty's got another seven footer. Like yeah. every hole, for birdie. It's just Scotty Scheffler for birdie. Scotty Scheffler for birdie. And he never makes any of them, and then one or one or two of them, he's gonna three putt. Yeah, but, but he's still five under. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> It's a good transition to our, uh, to our bets. Correct. Our bets. So Tuesday's show, we got Patrick, we got Kyle, we got Mark with the wagers. Oh my gosh. Mark had himself a week <laughs> over Victor Hovland and Christian Bazain top 30 cash. Both of those KP Nikolai Hoygaard over Keegan Bradley. Oh. Nikolai finished T39. Keegan missed, missed the, cut. the cut. So that was not even a weekend sweat. Uh, yeah, that, that was, that, that felt great. I felt good about that. I'm sorry about the finishing position for Keegan there, Patrick, but, uh, my finishing position was a tough one to take. That was Jordan Spieth top 20, which he was T20 when he got DQ. And, and I, I got paid back for it with the, uh, my best bet we'll, we'll get to in a second. Uh, I got a, I got a gift there. But, uh, yeah, this one was, I mean, what are like, I'm sure you guys talked about it on the pod, but what an insane sport. Like you can't add numbers, so you can't play the weekend. And, and that, you know, that day to be a Texas. We talked about this, Rick Spieth's boat, one bogey 66 on Thursday. You're like, well, that's, that's too straightforward. Correct. Right. <laughs> right. And it sure was. And it first, yes. <laughs> 
Well, I find I found out I didn't know he was DQ. I found out live on HQ, and they just like dropped it on me. <laughs> and I didn't know. I hadn't seen it yet. And I, I was, and they were like, uh, "Jordan's beef disqualified for signing the incorrect scorecard." Rick, your take? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Actually, I think I just spouted off. Wasn't he the one who had to write all the scores in? after the round yeah he wasn't I, keeping score at all i tweet it was when he was playing with homa this was uh i think it was the, it was april march or april of last year and he was like yeah i had some time on the 18th tee so i wrote in all of our scores and i was like this psycho keeps score like he plays okay so i was like i was like not surprised he's got some scoring issues like he's a madman i don't i don't i don't trust him <laughs> boy that's <laughs> sociopathic stuff <laughs> Uh, Patrick, a lot of red here, bud. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> every <laughs> time, buddy. Actually, every time. Buddy. Whoa, 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 oh, Greg. That's uh, a Will Bellatoris reference. So okay. hold on. Colin Morikawa uh, did make a run for you. He played well on Sunday. He finished T19. You just lost to Max Homa, who finished T16. That was only one shot. It, it was just uh, – this is what happens when you put me in the host chair, Rick. I, I have a lot of moving parts. I'm thinking a lot. We go back to the fall when I was humming. I didn't have to deal with one and done. Just too many hands and too many different pots, and I'm suffering as a consequence. All right. Well, I, I'm, I don't have any travel scheduled for a while, so we'll get you, we'll get you back on track on, Thank on you. some days. Okay. Yeah. The best bets. Um Patrick's positively parlay with Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas top twenties. Scotty did his job. JT is, is the JT tiger thing or like a real thing. Like he, he just, he just, he's enamored with watching tiger. Can't play himself. I, I feel like he always plays well with tiger. Does he not? I don't know. I don't, I don't think he does. I don't, I don't, don't feel, it doesn't feel like it. I just know what Twitter says. Okay. Then it's gotta be true. Exactly. Uh, KP, how did you so you cash Adam Scott top 20? What was the gift? Birdie birdie finish. I think he he either I I I he chipped in. He either he made, he made off it the green or yeah. He chipped in on 18, I think. Yeah, and it was like long and just I need I I had to have the the four three finish and he he gave it to me. How am I still in the red here? Are we adding these correctly? I think this includes the next few weeks as uh, like our $50 <laughs> bets already in. So they're just, it's losses. through May. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I, I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to I, see. Here's what happens. If you start, if you start asking questions, then you're going to be, have to be the one who like tracks it all. So I don't want to be involved. It like looks, looks good to me. Josh has got it all. You've lost three straight best bets. He says, <laughs> Yeah, but I was up. I was up more than. But hold on, this is only best bets, isn't it? Yeah. Josh, yeah. what's the actual? Ooh, I don't know if we need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> do we have like the overall? Oh, this is all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's what you wanted. That's not good. Rick is filling it up. The West Coast swing has been good to him. Yeah, I, I I grew up on bent grass, so <laughs> once we uh once we move over here, Bermuda is going to be tough for me with the with the lies and whatnot. But um, 
once you figure out Kakuya and Poa, you can you can do anything. So we'll see how I we'll see how I do when we get to other parts of Yeah, who who asked for all the bets? I did I didn't ask for this. Yeah, that was that was me. I thought it was gonna help you. It it didn't. We'll stick with the we'll stick with the best best. What will help you though, KP, is us recapping the one and done. So yes, technically. So this week there was a ton of money on the line. There was four million dollars to first place. Now I also have I also have a question for Josh about this. Josh and Patrick both took Justin Thomas, and they have awarded themselves forty-four thousand two hundred dollars for a miscut. Is that uh, that's the official money for a miscut? Forty-four thousand two hundred dollars. Do not do not throw myself in this. I have not awarded myself anything. <laughs> I, I will be willing to take that off in uh, in the essence of the game, if need if need be if need be. Josh is saying, according to Run Your Pool, which I guess is. I guess they're using the official. What is the bottle? Right? What? what it, I, I guess it's we got to go with the rules. It's like, it's like signing your scorecard. You know, it's a. It doesn't make any sense, but you still got to play by the rules. <laughs> Did Spieth get paid this week? Check run your pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only source. The only source of who got paid this week. Runyourpool.com. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick and Josh both had Justin Thomas. 44,200. Greg and Mark had two different golfers, but got the same amount. Adam Scott for you, Greg. Mark had Colin Morikawa, 242,400. So that Adam Scott birdie birdie finish moved you up a couple points. Yeah, which is nice. Um, the middle two rounds were really good for him. Um, and I thought he was, I, I needed a four under round today. I thought I was going to get it. You know, we get a T8 or something like that didn't happen so i took the chance but all in all looking back the options who i was kind of choosing between like scotty scheffler was definitely an option for me this week and i feel like i even though i got less dollars i feel like it's a win not playing you know save saving scotty going with uh adam scott and getting the top 20 Cool, cool, Greg. Okay, well, it was good. Kyle and I, <laughs> I did use Scotty Scheffler this week. That was my segue. We technically won the week. 433. We, we he got a T10 in like the biggest event of the year. Why does this feel why does this feel so bad? How much was it? Four four thirty four forty. Four it, it's like his worst finish since. What the tour championship? This event last now since uh, Saint Memphis. Jude maybe T thirty one in Memphis. But we could have played Justin Thomas this week. Would have been a disaster. I think I already played JT. I played him last week. Forty four thousand. I'm running. Out. I'm I'm gonna be just living on live guys at the majors. I think that's the right play. Yeah, for sure it is. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what 400,000 used to mean something. (laughs) It it used to. Yeah. It used to be, if you were getting like $200,000 a week, you'd win. Yeah. That's not true anymore. No, it's not. I mean, look at where we are compared to everybody else in the pool. I mean, we're down, we're down millions compared to big boy. So, uh, what Patrick's burner, big boy. (laughs) 
Josh is at 1.9. I'm at 1.7. Kyle's at 1.6. Greg's at 1.3. Patrick's at 900,000. And Mark is still in the basement at 882,000, which should make everybody happy. The five leading the overall, the big boy team, five million. Who did he, who did the big boy team have this week? <laughs> Because, I'm the big boy. because the big boy wasn't the big boy at like five million last week, so he didn't really get to extend. He had JT also. Okay, Boomer's at four point five. Pat Sullivan 18, 4.5. You're obviously not a golfer. Four million and Grunt at three point eight. Now that's a that's a top five right there. Yeah, fire early. Yeah. Now these are these these this this is not updated, right? These were all the top five last week. I think you're right. Oh, Josh is, yeah, he's trying to signal to me that these are not updated. <laughs> Sorry, big boy. They, they, they all took Justin Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I knew something was off there. I just didn't didn't know what and didn't read the note that he left me. Okay. I wonder how many people had Hideki in our group. You know. Nobody. Wow. Wow. Let's go. Good. You, ever get, you ever get logged out of something and then you can't like. Now, I'm I've I got logged out of Run Your Pool and now I'm I don't know how I'm ever gonna get back in. Multiple emails. Do you not have a do you not have a password uh I do thing? What do you use? Uh LastPass. Yeah, I feel too. like I feel like I'm scared to say that out loud. Me too. Did you see that it got hacked? I wasn't gonna say it unless you said it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, big boys, big boy's still in second, by the way. All right. Okay, boomer has taken the lead. 5.4 million. The big boy, Pat Sullivan, 18, and has jumped up to fourth. And wine lover Johan rounds out our top five. Oh, that's uh, that's Immelman, that's Mark Immelman's dad. Ah, really? Wow, we're being infiltrated. Wow, that might Immelman. there might be some insider trading there it, with uh, his other son, perhaps. Well, it, it might be his dad. His dad's name is Johan, and he liked wine. So, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> We are being in these Immelmans. We cannot shake them. Yeah, correct. Oh my God. They're, they're coming at us from all angles. Yeah, nobody had Hideki. So the most that anybody got was 1.8 million. There was only four people with Will Zalatoris. A ton of Patrick Cantlay's. I'm, yeah, mm. Hideki would have been hard to. Yeah, I think Zalatoris no would have been a hard tough peg. Play. Yeah, would have been risky. It, it was huge that. For us, that Cantlay did not win this. Yeah, it looks like it. If that all is just people, about everyone, if all of those people got four million, oh, that's my boy, <laughs> we Giantis. We'd be cooked. Who's your boy? Uh, he's in fifth. <laughs> big, big boy. No, not big boy. Not big boy. Giantis. He'll get a shout out. He's on the rise. <laughs> trending, trending in the right direction. Any final thoughts on this week? We are going to Mexico next week, and the field is full i didn't want to say if it was good or bad or not that was factual <laughs> it's it's full uh the tiger stuff i'm just like i don't know i i i i cannot do the like you here you here to win tiger you gonna win this oh week? oh my god I, I can't do it i does cannot he really, does he really believe it well, I, don't even, a- I don't even care like i just i don't i don't want to like be involved like i don't want to be involved with it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. It, it reminds me of like uh, a kid in class reminding the teacher that there was homework. It's just like these guys racing to the mic to get the first question out, to get that quote out of him every single time he plays. 
it, yeah, it's, I'm here for a dub. It, it, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Like the 2019 thing, it was like, yeah, he was playing like twice a month. He was playing off. He was playing a lot. This is not, we are not in 2019 anymore. We're not even close to it. Like he's not going to win a major championship. He's not going to win a PGA tour event. Those are things that are not going to happen. And yet we're acting like, I mean, his last six starts, Rick, have he, four of them have been with WDs or missed cuts. Like he's, he's not even like playing the weekend, much less contending. You're preaching. I, I agree with you. And it's, it's a lot. And I don't really notice it. I noticed it a lot this week because I was there on Tuesday and it's a, it is a circus when Tiger is playing. And it is a circus that just doesn't end well or hasn't ended well a lot for a long period. And it's not just like the last four starts over the last, which has been the last four weeks. It's been over a year. Four years. So, it's, so it, it's it's just what what's the last good outcome we got? It's been downhill since the opening round of the 22 Masters. Remember when he hit his yeah. first approach at the open into the burn? Berm? Yeah. Berm. Uh, I burn. 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 Yeah, no, it is burn. We did this last time. I, I, so I don't know what it is. I, don't, I still don't know if it's plotted or plotted. Plotted or plotted? Double D. I think it's plod with a D. But you, but I would think you plot your way around like you're, you're plotting well, your course. Well, I think if you're plotting... That's two-dimensional. But if you are physically plotting in 3D, it's you're like you're grinding. That's a dimensional issue. You're <laughs> grinding your way through the course. It's like a reality. I, th issue. I think plotting with double D are like heavy steps. And then plotting double T is what you just mentioned, Kyle. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was plotting double T, like you're you're making your way around the course. Like, like you're you're being strategic, right? Yes. yes. Like Scotty Scheffler plots his way around the course. Uh, yeah, that's good. I like that. But I don't I but I'm saying like I don't know which one it actually is. Yeah, if you just say it fast enough, then nobody could tell. That's what mm -hmm. I do. <laughs> just plotting your plotting your way around. You just don't write it. You just never type it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh the tiger stuff's tough. <clears throat> Yeah, and it sucks for him. Like it's, it, I think there's some sadness in it of like, he has to feel like just he has to feel like it's the circuit, and it's always been like that. But he's always at least competed and won, right? Yeah, he's, he's he has he he's swallowed the fire. He's put his head in the lion's mouth and come out unscathed. Like he's, it's been a circus, but he has done he has done the performances. Yeah, and now it's just like. You know, it's like the bearded lady. Now he throws. Now he throws the knives at somebody and hits him right in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So I don't know. I just yeah. I, I wanted to throw that in there. Okay, going once, going twice. The NBA All Star Game is about to tip off. So let's go. <laughs> Can't wait. Is it is it East versus West or is it like Team Le LeBron versus Team Giannis? I don't know. Okay, I don't who's know one, who's that one for. We'll be back. <laughs> Any, anyone? We'll be back Monday. DFS preview Tuesday. Mega preview pod Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Big thanks to producer Josh, who does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald at P McDonald CBS. Greg Ducharme at The Real GFD. Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 